Today is September 9th, and the Yankees have just ended a three-game series with the Seattle Mariners, in which they won the first two but couldn't get the sweep done and lost the third. We're going to talk all about it on this episode of Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. That was one of your best intros in a while, too. You think it was a good intro? Yeah. Wow. Awesome. I'll leave Until that. you're... Until your dad ruined everything. No, I'm going to leave in that you said it was a good intro, and then we'll just roll into the show right now. Thank you very much for joining Talking Yanks. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from down the shore in New Jersey, and I have my co-host, Jake, who's coming to you from Denver, who spent the weekend in Dallas. He's a traveling fool. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> tough intro. That was, that was a tough, tough intro for me. Traveling fool. Did you did you do crazy house moving stuff? Is that done or is that like I'm, live or I'm, what? I'm settled. I'm in New Jersey now. I'm settled for throughout through the winter at least. Oh, congrats. Thank you. Yeah, it does feel good. I got to put some flooring down in the room, but I have like my little office room that I'm going to be in. I'm, I'm, I, that's why I'm happy. So the Yankees lost today, but that couldn't combat everything else that's going on in my life that I'm like super amped on. Like the weather. 60 and rainy? Yes, please. Bring it on. I don't need the rain, but 60 degrees? Bring it on. Give me fall. I moved out of California because I I want September's to be fall. I don't want 90 degree September's. Those suck. They're the worst. I get depressed. So I'm excited about that. I got like my own space. I'm in a four-walled room. I watched the Giants game. I watched the Yankees game. Got work done. So I'm feeling great about that. Walked to the store, got an energy drink, you know? That was all how's, good. Yankees. How's your weekend? Good. More of the same. Well, a lot yeah. of traveling and then a lot of sleeping because I was jet lagged and like really drowsy. Right. But but then, Jake, um, I pull up YouTube and I, I know I've told you this before, but I don't know if I've told the listeners and I don't sure. think that they care. But I pull up YouTube before we go live because we use Google Hangouts and there's always a suggested video, a suggested video that gets me. There's always one okay. where I'm like, fuck, now I got to click on this. And the suggested video today was Kid Rock live in concert, 1999 Woodstock, Bow with the Bow. And when I got to tell you, Jake, you specifically, you have to go watch this and just skip to when Kid Rock comes out in like a pimp coat and pimp cane and just walks really slowly and then screams, my name is Kid. I don't like that song or... The whole vibe of the concert, like there's just like a topless woman in the crowd and they're going in, they're going insane. And I right. was like, fuck, I don't like this song. I don't like these people. I would never want to be here. But damn, if it didn't get me going, I was like, hell yeah. You you know, well, I don't know if you know, but one one of my favorite games to play, I have this conversation with one of our buddies like every two months, but it's if you could go back in time and party with a certain crew. Like, who would it be in that time period? Like, for example, like someone could say the 85 Mets. If you're really into partying hard, yeah. that would be a good time. 
Um, I know another one that came up that cracked me up was partying with like Nelly and the Saint Lunatics in the that would be in the early two thousands. Like that would be that would be a lot. Um, but man, you, <laughs> I mean, Kid Rock in his day when he was the man, scary <laughs> shit. You can make an argument. He had that um, little person that like toured with him. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That kind of looked like Pedro Martinez, right? <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Weird stuff. Weird times. Good times. So the Yankees lost game three, but I just threw on that 1999 kid walk, kid, kid walk, my speech impediment from a yeah. childhood's coming back to bite yep. me. So we'll just go back on topic. How, how was your weekend? How was the wedding? Another wedding? No, not a wedding. This was a, a fantasy football guys weekend. Oh, wow. Um, how was that? Yeah. It was good, man. It was good. It was in Dallas this year. Um, we, the past couple years we've done OKC, Denver, now Dallas. For me, it was good because I lived in Dallas for a couple years, so you get to hit like your favorite food spots. And I don't know, it was first weekend of football, and we played like two rounds of golf. We played basketball, very much guys being dudes. Um, but it's, I mean, going back to somewhere you live for three days, kind of perfect because you hit, you hit the food places you like. Um. You swing by and you're like, okay, this is this is still cool. I I know this city, and then you leave and you're like, okay, that's now I'm gone. Enough of that. Yeah, yeah. But it was fun. So did you catch and the we, games? Do you watch replays? You watch games? You? Um, I I was checking in to the first two games. I watched all of today, and then I watched the replays and stuff. But so before we um, get into burns and awards, sure. I kind of want to do well. State of the Union is that a new? Yeah, thing? I kind of <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to do State of My Feelings because I thought okay. I, I thought them out today, and I'm in a weird place that I know is going to crash and die soon. Interesting. Okay, okay. so right, I, I, I've I've got some feelings too. I'm excited. This might be okay. a new State of the Union. Might be a new thing. So my as a Yankee fan, they win two of three in Seattle, and I'm fine with it because I'm numb to trying to win every game like I think I think that's silly at this point I've dug in to just get the lead right just keep the home field lead the division's completely out of question we have six with the Red Sox so like if we won today and the Red Sox lose tonight and there's six left you know that you can keep that alive and I'm not blaming I'm not and if you are keeping that alive good for you I'm not saying you shouldn't I'm not trying to kill dreams uh, we do have six against the Red Sox. So if somehow it falls within six games and we sweep them twice, hey, I'm not going to crush your dreams. But for me, I'm numb to that. That is out the window. It's not even a thought. So when they when they win a series, like I'll, I'm, I'm happy to win every series from here on out because I think that gets us um, first place in the wild card home field advantage. So I'm, in, I'm at there where I'm numb to trying to win the division. I'm over it. I'm not going to cry. If when we every single loss, there's people that are holding out that we need to win out. You know, we need to Aaron Rodgers run the table like the Packers did. Uh, I think that's not going to happen. I've chalked that up as a loss. So I'll, different I'll, sports, even different sports. Yeah, they play way less, way less games. But okay, so that's where I'm at there. So so th- win every if we lose a series, I'll be I'll be very not numb to it. But if we win the series, I'm going to n- be numb to that one game loss. The flip side, Jake. Right. I'm, I don't want, I'm also numb to home field advantage. I think like that's good and locked up, but that's about to crash and burn because the A's refuse to lose. 
And now, if you flip the coin on those two series versus the Red Sox and say, oh, shit, what if the Red Sox sweep us twice? Like, we got we got two series against the best team in the history of, like, the last 10 years of baseball. Like, they're the Red Sox, so I hope we play them tough. But I, I just thought about those series in, in, like, the exact negative light for the first time because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a glass half full guy. So I kept thinking about them as... Well, we got two chances. You know, we can we can sweep them and, and get six games back. So we keep the sliver of hope alive. I didn't even think about it until today. What if those games bury us, and all the other games are a chance to get a big lead on the ace? So I'm I'm fading to I'm fading to like getting worried, but I'm numb to the division. I don't. So I don't know really where I'm at. I don't know if I explained it, made it confusing. Do you? Uh, how are? What are your? What's your state of Yankee fan? And do you understand or resonate? Does what I said resonate with you at all? Well, I just hated the second thing you said because I hadn't thought about that at all. And I think I think this should reassure you that you can't think about that yet because the first series with the Red Sox is at home. Okay. So so they're they're coming to New York. I mean, that's the team just has to take care of business. If they don't there, then like full red flag and you can you can think that um until then i i don't think that's a worry oakland's playing great i would say we came into this west coast trip and we we said this exactly there's three ways this goes you just go 500 you shake hands and you move along you really turn it on and it's like okay it's yankee season or it's a West Coast trip, and you find yourself in the shit. So we did say that, and yeah, they went five hundred, right? Yeah, they went. And right now, right now they're five hundred. It it sucks because like today was a game they they really could have had. Um, but you walk away and you say you're five hundred, and now you start thinking about some of the ancillary stuff. We're going to talk about it in depth, but I mean that Tanaka start is one of the biggest things we've seen for going forward this season. Oh yeah, and I mean I, with. And I, I just had some good flashbacks because I remember when the Talking Yank stuff was really picking up, I would go, we'd normally be doing it around this time, it would be Sunday night, and I'd be seeing Football Night in America come on. And so I just had like a flashback to last year and when it was exciting in September and October. And so I'm I'm there. So it's it was one of those things, again, today's loss just has some laughable moments. Yeah. Dellen has Dellen has a ridiculous Dellen four pitch walk where he doesn't put a ball close. Then he's dominant again, but they still push the run across. And then just a ridiculous Giancarlo broken bat against one of the best closers in the game. Guy makes a Superman catch, and you're just sitting there like, what? <laughs> like, how did all this just happen in the past ten yeah, minutes? That was a wild ride right there. But um, no, overall, I mean, <laughs> with where the West Coast trip is at, and with Again, uh, McCutcheon showing some signs. Tanaka with a huge start. The bullpen doing good things. Like you said, the Red Sox, right, as of now, are still out of reach. It, it's getting to the point. I don't want to say a miracle, but the Yankees would have to do something very special. And yeah, it would, be so, it would be written about for years to come. Yeah, so that's, that's out of sight, out of mind. Um, you know, just like you said, keep playing good baseball. The day when um, they finally did take the lead, if it were to happen, Kay would say, ah, get ready to edit the history books. No, rewrite the history books. Write the history books. I guess you're just writing it for the first time. I guess write it, yeah. yeah write, write, a, write a new chapter in that history book of yours. Yankees, take over the division. 
There you go, man. Blushing a little. Okay. <laughs> um, my other thing, Jake, is that even though they only won two and they did lose on Sunday, this was a much better played series than Oakland series. It was, yeah. it was good baseball. I mean, we we gave up what? In the first two games, we only gave up seven hits to the Mariners, something like that. Yeah, and and I know the third game, the offense let a lot of people on, and we didn't even score runs. We didn't blow them out any game. But the games themselves were pretty crisp and sharp. We we gave up seven hits in the first two games and then seven hits in the third game. So 14 hits over three games, and it was seven for the first two. But, yeah, this was better baseball, and it looked like – yeah, like you said, Kutch was starting to get back. Uh, uh, Echeverria started showing like why he's around. Didi comes back. And we also got good news about Judge, which we can go into right now. If you hadn't heard, Judge is swinging and pain-free, and he's going to take live BP in Minnesota, which is good news. And the really funny part is if live BP goes well, then he can actually go back down and play some rehab games in because the re the Scranton team is in the championship and they have five games in the championship. I think that's how it works. So because if they didn't make the championship, Judge wouldn't have anywhere to rehab. But because they made the championship, they can kind of say, oh shit, okay, we have an opportunity now to get him some at bats. They don't have to do what they did with Didi, uh, which we can talk about that later. But that that's hilarious if Judge goes down for the championship. Yeah, you and me had a good laugh beforehand because that's that's basically your little league team makes it to the finals and then they say, okay, well you get to use one high school pitcher or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like just just pretty ridiculous. Um, I mean, hey, all in all, awesome news. I, I think seven days ago we were saying we'll see you when we see you, Judge. Hope we see you. Um, I said he was out of sight, out of mind, out of ear. The uh, the only other thing I want to say that's kind of State of the Union-ish was that this series was a lot bigger for Seattle than it was for us. This was this was them fighting for their season, basically. They were getting buried alive, and they were like, just had some fingers out, and then we sprinkled the rest of the dirt on their fingers. Wow. Dark. Yeah. I watched Kid Rock before he went on, dude. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're like a young Alfred Hitchcock mixed, mixed with Kid Rock. <laughs> White trash Alfred Hitchcock. Been there. I think I just described Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Um, do you want to go into Burns? Do we have anything so. else that we need to cover? I think so. Uh, yes. And you're going to hit yourself in the forehead. Who's, who's bringing us this show, Jim? This show is brought to you by... All of our Patreon subscribers, all of them, every single one. George, okay. Mike, Jeff, Contos, Billy, Marie, Marissa, Martha, Allie. I just named the three females, that, the four females that came to the booth in uh, Oakland. So shout out to them. Uh, yeah. They're all our Patreon subscribers. If you are a uh, looking to help us out and support us and keep us going, now's the time. We could use you. But uh, we got a Patreon going. It's $2 a month. You get early access. You can watch us live. You can interact with us as soon as we're done recording. We like to have a little live chat with whoever's hanging around watching live. You get video access to all the pods. So you get to see Jake's ugly face, my red face, 
and you get you get some other stuff. We're gonna we're trying to put more perks into it. Um, Two dollars a month, and you also get your name in a raffle for a jersey. Dana Cashman won the August raffle. Anthony something won the July raffle. Sorry, I forget. AJ, forget his last name. I'm only going to ask you this once. Mm-hmm. Do you think I'm ugly? Are we going to burn? Wow. All right. You ugly shit. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> no, man, I don't think you're... I don't think you're ugly. That's fine. I don't think you're... Over, you, you, I don't think you're you, overtly attractive. Five point every, five point four on the scale. <laughs> okay, I'll t- take that. <laughs> take little. that and run. <laughs> <laughs> Above average, baby. <laughs> that's also your full grown height, five four. <laughs> oh, that's a lie. Okay, burn. burn. Jake's one inch shorter than me, and we're both very short. <laughs> All right, let's get the burns. Let's burn on your mark. Get Wait, I'm not. I didn't say I was ready. Oh, you just wanted to burn. I'll burn for you. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm bad. No, at I'm it. ready. I tried that last episode. I was bad at it. All right, game one in Seattle. On your mark, get set, burn. The second series on the left coast stretch. It's Friday night in Seattle, but Yankees know it's Tuesday when Daddy Tanaka is on the hill. The Mariners had their ace on the bump. The big maple. Oh, James Paxton, don't you know? Top of the second. You get the Red Bull, I'll get the Jaeger. Glaber bombs, Glaber bombs. Two-run shot. The next inning, McCutcheon says, Mmm, that sounds good. I'll have that. He hits a two-run shot. After that, the Yankees' offense was shut down. The good news? Tanaka was lights out. Eight innings pitched, three hits, 10 Ks, he wants that wild card start, baby. D-Rob with the save. Yankees win 4-0. Nice game. Nice game. Pretty solid burn, right? Yeah, very solid burn. Like solid. Okay, I have a, a thought process, Jake, that it's a genuine thought process that I think some people w- would say, hey, uh, Jimmy, that's racist. Oh, boy. And I, no, I'm, okay. not, I'm not trying to be. It's, it's genuine. So right. I, I think that's fine. That's allowed. Do you think for Japanese pitchers, games against Seattle, kind of like they get up for? Like where okay, an, I like this. an American pitcher games against like the Yankees or the Red Sox, they, they might get up for? Because I feel like Ichiro put the Mariners on the map for all of Japan. So like Tanaka probably grew up knowing about the Mariners just as much as he knew about the Yankees. Yeah, no, I like that. I I was worried you were going to say something a lot worse. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think so a little bit. I think more so September Tanaka is now a thing. Well, or second half Tanaka, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Because he... Uh, and, dude, when he's good, it's so awesome to watch. Because it's, it's confident but not cocky. It's if a batter gets a hit, he's mad at himself. <laughs> Um, <laughs> How about his wife crying in the stands after he escaped a jam? That's my favorite picture. Yeah. Did you see his after picture? I, I posted this on Twitter because I think I even said it on here. Tanaka does thumbs up pictures after wins. Right. The translation was phenomenal. Did you read it? I did see that. I did see that. It was I like. Want you to, I want you to get that tattooed on your chest. 
I mean, okay, if Tanaka has a lights out, I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> I know you. <laughs> but what was it though? It I'll, was, I'll pull it, it up. The translation's in, insane. Like, I don't, who who does this? I want to know what it really means. He says, today I was able to control the ball while keeping a good concentration. That's correct. You were, Tanaka. I don't know if that's the exact translation, but it sounds like it should be. The next sentence, the Instagram translates, it says, I would like to be immersed in a lingering afterglow tonight. <laughs> that's, the, that's the quote. <laughs> immersed in a glimmering afterglow. It's beautiful, it's man. Beautiful. Is that, <laughs> it's beautiful. Is that James Joyce? I don't think those words have ever been put together next to each other before. I would like to be immersed in a lingering afterglow. That's poetic. Good job, Tanaka. You, you, you move, you've moved me with your words, with your facial expressions, and with your pitches. And for that, I thank you, Masa. Yeah. Anything else about game one? Lineup-wise, Kutch let off, Kutch hit a homer. Glaber homers, two two-run homers. That's all the scoring. And isn't isn't that like exactly what they did last time against Paxton? Yes. So la- last That's time, Judge hit a funny. two-run homer, and then mm, maybe Stanton. I don't know. They hit two two-run homers in the first inning. This time it was like in the That's right. second and third inning. That's right. Yeah. But um, and then they 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 Didi came into the game late, so they had Didi play like half of every game. Which, I don't know. I, I like I said, I've given up on the division, so just keep the status quo. And Echeverria isn't. I'm not seeing his name and having the same response that I had when I saw Higgy or Robinson. So, I, I was totally fine with the way they handled Didi. Yeah, Echeverria has been doing a solid job. He's definitely a tier above. If every team was trying to put the best lineup out, they could. Like he's a top thirty shortstop in the MLB. It's it's just kind of the new MLB arms race. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that in a bragging way. <laughs> like, oh, we got two starting shortstops, but um, he's he's been playing well. He he has made he has made he has made irrelevant. Would have liked that throw today, though. Would have liked that throw. Yeah, right. Come on. Yeah. Would have liked that um, throw game three. He's made he's made little baby toe irrelevant. Yeah, it's tough, man. Like playoff roster, wild card roster. Why do you need you? Toe's not going to be on there because Echeverria will be on there, right? They're the same exact player, but Echeverria. I think so. I, I I haven't done the full construct, and I don't know if. Well, we'll do that when we get there. Yeah, and I don't know if Echeverria's can play. Like third and second, which he can play third, which is supposed to be the whole value, but. I mean, at the same time, now Neil Walker plays third and second. Glaber plays second and short. I mean, you have a lot of switchable options. I think that's what's screwing Toe more than Echeverria. But Echeverria helps that out. Right. He adds another body to that hole. Well, he's, again, when you're that. The infield conglomerate was rounded out by Echeverria, and Toe got the boot. When you're that talented defensively at shortstop, you, (laughs) that's a trump card. Would have liked that throw, though, game three. Would have liked that throw though. I thought he was gonna peg him too. And then the over the overplay of that tag was kind of like beautiful, like movie esque. 
like the slow me. Yeah, that's really like was. the ending of Major League Two, and like there's like dramatic music playing, and yeah, and then it goes silent, and you just hear the roar of the crowd, not the players. That's what that shot was. I was like, but it went the opposite way. Dude, not for nothing. I always. And I, I know you weren't a big infield guy when you used to play, but those throws are hard to make. Well, be, yeah, because yeah, you just it, it's quick. If if it's first base side, you're done. It has it has to be like right. It has to be on the left side of the plate. You're basically pitching. <laughs> you're pitching from one of the baseball positions, and it's a throw you might make once or twice a year. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Well, who so, who screwed it up in uh, the World Series? The Mets or the Ailes? Yeah, the Mets. Murphy sounds sounds about right. Maybe first baseman. I don't forget who it was. All right, game two. Game two, we had Lance Lynn on the mound, who needed a big start. Yeah, I'm excited to see how he did. We will find out via your burn, young Jacob. Oh my, oh my God! How exciting! Are you ready? I think I'm ready. On your mark. Get set, go. Lance Lynn coming off a couple stinkers, trying to keep his spot in the rotation against the shell of King Felix. Not the pitcher he once was, but he did have some gross sideburn action, so he's got that going for him. Kutch says, let's get it started. It's hot. Let's get it started in here. Ooh, Black Eyed Peas, one nothing Yankees. Lead-off homer from Andy. Mike Zanino, that's fun to say, launches one to deep center in the third. Tight game. G-Unit. Giancarlo with the sack fly to take the lead, but not so fast, my friend. Lee Corso shout out. It's football season. D Gordon, RBI single. It's 2-2. Those Seattle hipsters were too lost in their coffee because they didn't even know. Romine, oppo taco shot to take the lead. Glaber sack fly late in the bullpen does their job. Your final, Yanks four, Mariners two. Lynn to Britain to Robertson to Batances. And Romine hit the home run with a moth on him, which uh, you didn't even say. Which power is Power moth. Power moth. Moth lands on you. Home run. I wish I knew my stats yeah. carrying moth. With and without moth. Yeah. Bad both moth. ways, probably. Moth's a pretty funny word, huh? Yeah. Semantic satiation. Whatever you do in your personal time is your thing, man. So when you say a word so much that it loses its meaning. Moth, 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 moth. Stop saying that. Bad podcasting. <laughs> well, I didn't say that. <laughs> Lance Lynn to Britain to D-Rob to Batances. Batances made it close in the end, but you still got to love all of that, everything that happened there. Yeah. Uh, it looked like Lance Lynn was going to not do well. And then his it's a f- final it's, line it, is pretty good. It's a funny stat line. It's six innings pitch, three hits, door and run, only two Ks, um, 76 pitches because the bullpen was rested. And I think. Yeah, I, he's your fifth know, starter I, and he's been bad. Get him out of there. Yeah. And I know baseball isn't this way anymore. But I, when you're not striking guys out, you're, <laughs> you know, the, the numbers are against you. <laughs> you eventually stuff's going to start le- dropping unless you're Gary Sanchez. But ooh, ooh, little burn in the burn. But uh yeah, it's you you have to pull him there if you have <laughs> those three guys just ready to go and uh yeah, good stuff. Robertson 
Robertson and Batanzas with three Ks. D Rob was nasty. Yeah, I uh, I think we'll talk about him a little later, but he's uh, I've been very smitten with him for the past couple weeks. Nice, Jake. I'm happy that you're smitten with him. I'm smitten that you're smitten with me being smitten. What was your thoughts on uh, uh, McCutcheon's home run call by Sterling? Sing it for me. I listened to it once, and I wasn't. I forget the second line. Cutch in the clutch was it. Which right. It's a layup, but hey, every now and then John can take his layups. Yeah, I, I guess that's... <laughs> I don't want to say disappointed, because I've fallen in love with John Sterling this year. Well, re-fell in love. But, um... I mean, he's just been going Looney Tunes lately. And so, I mean, that's that's kind of what I was hoping for. I still think it's very hard to make me not like one or get upset because they're supposed to be bad. Like, their intention right. is to be corny as hell and bad. The Giancarlo one still sucks. <laughs> it's like, come on, yeah. dude. I want to say stuff with you, and I can't say that because I don't know what you're saying. Because I'm an ignorant American. There you go. Wow. Didn't even back me up. All right. Game number three. Am I I supposed to say you're an ignorant American? No, you're supposed to say, no, dude, you're so cultured, Jimmy. I don't don't know. All that Seattle stuff you said before. Hey, you said that wasn't racist. (laughs) Well, now I don't know anymore. (laughs) Now I don't know. Now that you're a known (laughs) racist. Okay. (laughs) Can't can't be saying that. Yeah, that's bad. It's 2018. Can't joke about that. Yes, nor concussions. Nor concussions. Man, 2018 sucks. Can't joke about racism or concussions. <laughs> concussions. <laughs> and both concussed people and people of different races would tell you, hey, you shouldn't have been joking about those 20 years ago, too. You just didn't right. care about our feelings. <laughs> right. So this is rude of you, Jake. Yeah, it's good. It all comes back to you being a racist piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. That was too far. That was that was tough. I retract it from the record. Okay, great. I'm glad we got that through that. Let's burn game three. Let's burn game three. It's, it's getting awkward in here. On your mark, get set, burn Jakey Burn. Game three, the Yankees going for the sweep. CC Sabathia on the hill. He's looking to bounce back too after his tough Oakland start. Against Erasmo Ramirez. That's what's your name, son? Top one, Anduhar bloops in a double. One nothing Yanks. Bottom one, the Mariners answer back. Healy RBI single. Cameron Mabin, same thing. It's two one Mariners. Quickly, CC would settle down a little bit. Top four will go McCutcheon. The Yankees with the bases loaded. Ugh. McCutcheon walks in. He he pulls an Aaron Hicks. They get one run after bases loaded, no outs, but that's it. Tough look again. We're tied at twos, Jim. We'll jump to the eighth. Dellen comes in. Terrible Dellen walk. Not even close to the plate. Steals second. Sack bunt. Uh, the grounder up the middle. Echeverria can't make the throw home. Kind of. Haniger gets in there. He ends up killing us with the last out. Superman dive. Just another ugly, quirky Yankees loss that you're just like, yeah. Yankees lose 3-2. They win the series 2-1, though. Thanks. Good ending to say, hey, we know that they lost this game, but they won the series. Yeah. Got to just win the series and maybe sweep all the home series. That's kind of where we're at. Sabathia. 
What do you think? Okay. I don't think he's going to be up for any awards. So what do you think about CeCe? His final line was what? Five innings. He went into the sixth, gave up a hit, seven hits, two earned runs. The second inning, he got banged around in the first inning. The second inning, he walks a guy and then gave up a hit. It might have been the opposite order, but it was two on, no out. And I tweeted, like, you got to get someone up because I just don't think you can let all these games slip, especially when you got lasagna. You got all these guys in the bullpen that can help. Right. He gets out of it, and then, he's, then he gets the third and the fourth inning. We're like, breezes. Right. Um, so it was nice that he battled. He kind of found that slow looping, like the slow slider. Like he wasn't doing the cut back door. He was doing that 79 mile per hour. Like that's what he was like, okay, this is what I got. He didn't go deep. Do we expect him to go deep? Five innings, two thirds. I think if we won the game, we're saying, yeah, that was good shit. Yeah, we'd, we'd be saying CC looked better. I think he's still... I mean, there's when when we were towards the end of last year, we very much believed in CC for four innings. <laughs> yeah, like we we believed that CC and Chad Green were basically going to get us to the sixth inning with one earned run last year. And right now, it just doesn't feel that way. And I, and I, again, this is where age and everything comes up. And you know, it could just be a couple mass starts. Or, you know, the big guy could be running out of steam towards the end of the year. I mean, we're, we're going to find out more. But, man, I'm, I, I will say, look at the bottom of this, the, the lineup the Mariners threw out there today. And these are, I, I'm not saying this in a rude way to you, but you're a baseball guy. And I don't think you'd recognize any of the bottom three guys in their lineup today. No, like Negrom came up. Yeah. And I was like, the fuck is this guy? Negrom? Never heard him before. Then that fat guy came up. I was like, who's yeah. this guy? <laughs> Vogelbach. Vogel, Vogelbach. Even a fat name. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs> I, 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 was, <laughs> I was excited to learn new players like Negrom and Vogelbach. Very rarely, I don't, I don't know a ton about every team in baseball, but I keep up to know like names. So when right. those two guys, I Googled both of them. It's like, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. Negron, Fritas, and Heredia were the bottom of their lineup today. And then, yeah, pinch, <laughs> pitch hit and big Dan Vogelbach. That was that was fun. So I knew his name, but I'd never seen him. And it's always nice when you see a big baseball this, Was it CC versus Vogel Fatzer? No. He pinch hit uh, to face Chad, I believe. Yeah. Damn. Because I wonder what the biggest combination of weight versus weight is. Maybe Ooh. CC versus Prince Fielder. Prince, uh, Matt Adams got pretty big for a little bit there. I mean, what about when CC was at the plate? Did CC ever face a big pitcher? Maybe that might be your best bet. Judge is two eighty, so like just because he's not fat, like Judge right. is almost three hundred pounds. What about Bartolo Colon versus CC? Did that ever happen? Maybe. Interesting. I'll I'll do a quick Google search. What's you, the you most the most weight ever in on the pitcher's mound and in their batter's box at the same time? Katie Sharp. Katie. Katie. Yeah. Yeah. 
you uh you know how I use Google, so I wasn't I wasn't really gonna have a chance at finding that. But that's a fun game to play. All right, we'll figure that out. Give we haven't asked for reviews in a while. Give us give us your best bet. Okay. We'll oh shit. Okay. All right. So actually, this is Gary tie. We have a Brett Gardner bobblehead from the stadium, and I was gonna okay. do a contest. You leave us the the fattest combination pitcher versus batter. They had to play at the same times at the same has like legit. You can't be like. Babe Ruth versus CeCe. You know what I mean? Leave a five-star right. review. Put the fattest pitcher versus the fattest batter combo. That makes sense. Might have actually happened. We'll Google the weights. And uh, the best one or the most accurate one, I don't know how we'll choose it, will win a uh, Brett Gardner bobblehead. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be something in recent years. I don't want to hear about some... 1880 the the two biggest men in the world play baseball against each other or something like that what what do you mean I, i'm all for that if you can bring up like, oh okay if you can, right. if you can say hey how about dave have you heard of this guy okay and then it's like oh shit there's a really fat guy that played that'd be interesting to me jake okay all right what's that guy's what? name he's got the worst nickname ugly dick or something like that excuse me that that mind that old that <laughs> what what you just say that old old baseball player, it's like ugly Johnny Upcock or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah, oh, come on! You really don't know this. I kind of. It's like it. Ugly, it does Don, uh, ugly Donnie. <laughs> Ugly, ugly Johnny, Johnny Dick, Dick shot. shot. Yes. Nice. Okay. Uh, it was coming back to me, but. Ugly Johnny Dick shot. If you don't know that name, he was a baseball player that played in 1910. Uh, he was born in 1910. He played in the 40s. His nickname was Ugly Johnny Dick shot. And uh, I remember reading why he got his nickname. Okay. He won the nickname Ugly because of his self-proclaimed status as the ugliest man in baseball. <laughs> That's So if you can go find me the Ugly Johnny Dickshot version of a fat guy and use that in your five-star review to win the Brett Gardner bobblehead or just to have fun and, and win, the, win the, the, ugly, the fattest pitcher versus fattest hitter combo that could have happened in baseball. What would, what would, be, what would be your guess? I think my guess is... CC Sabathia versus Prince Fielder. Okay. How much did Prince Fielder weigh? It had to be a ton. Like now you can find Cecil Fielder versus someone. Maybe they were maybe. Yeah, maybe that's he weighed true. More. All right. Um well let's move on. But that's a fun little five star five star review game. Fattest pitcher, fattest hitter combo. Let us know what you got. All right, let's get into awards, Jake. Awards, everyone. Awards are brought to you by affordablejerseys.com. A-F-F-O-R-D-A-B-L-E, jerseys.com. Nice, nice. A little bass. Go there. Uh, No names on the back of the jerseys. Get your your Yankee jersey in time for the playoffs. No name on the back. And under $100. Cheapest place you can find a jersey with no name on the back. Majestic, cool bass, shipped to you from Pennsylvania. Bada-bing, bada-boom, bada-bing, bada-boom. Affordablejerseys.com. I was wearing mine today. Nice. I was not. I went, uh, I, I, I think the new, I don't know if this term's been used, but I was, I was David Wellsen. I was drinking over, hung over, no undershirt. Mm. Nice. Yeah. I, I can't wear a Jersey without an undershirt. That's too like itchy on my skin. Yeah. You, you find, you have a couple hot moments, but 
<laughs> I let it breathe. <laughs> All right. Awards. It's Sunday. I get to go first. Sunday is my day. And the first award that we give out, if you're a first-time listener, is Pride of the Yankees. And, Jake, I'm not pulling any punches. And I don't think I don't expect you to expect me to pull any punches. I'm straight shooting you right from the hip, right in your tiny little pea brain head. Okay. Tanaka. Pride yep. of the Yankees. Bing. There's a reason why it came up already on the podcast, because what he did was awesome. There's a reason why we already talked about second half Tanaka. Because he threw eight innings pitched, zero earned runs, three hits, 10 Ks. Got into like, a, he didn't have three balls on a batter until the eighth inning. And he, and he went to two three ball counts, got out of it. Look, I think he didn't even, he looked like he might have been in trouble twice. Got through it. He's awesome. Lingering afterglow and all that, yada, yada, yada. In his last 12 games, he has a 2.54 ERA. In Masa Hiro Tanaka's last 12 games, he has a 2.54 ERA. I could probably go even deeper and just go all the way back. He's got a 3.36 ERA if you take out all of his April starts. He had two bad April starts. Oh, his ERA on the year probably isn't even that bad. 3.61. I didn't I didn't realize it had to come down to like that's pretty good. So yeah, Tanaka. Yeah. Uh you wanna say you wanna start setting up wild card spots? I actually we can talk about that later because I did. I mapped it out so we can so we can keep track of it as fans, how they're doing it. I still think I think it's obvious right now that it's Hap or Tanaka. I think Sevi can earn his way in with three crazy starts. And I think Hap and Tanaka can earn themselves out. So I still think it's too early. But I think you start the 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 rotation so those three guys have a shot down. And we have two off days. So so that's, that's interesting because I wanted to do the percentage game again. Because I think two weeks ago, I was 70% Severino, 30% Tanaka. Because I, I just, I, you thought Sevi would come out of it and be right and be Sevi. He he threw that away. I hadn't thought about if he goes nut job just because I that's kind of a Looney Tune thought right now. I'll go right now. I think um seventy Tanaka, twenty five Hap, five percent of Sevi goes nut job. Yeah, those are my current percentages. Okay, I'll allow it because I know that last week, last episode, I didn't even want to talk about it. Um, I just think there's still three starts each. So yeah, and and uh, Boone said. The 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 wild card starter will present himself in this next two week stretch. Yeah, and I think and and you don't have to worry about having all five guys line up. Cece is not going to get the ball. Lynn is not going to get the ball. And Severino is the third you worry about. What they're what they're doing right now is making sure that their top three Hap Severino Tanaka. Well, Severino they're hoping line up versus Boston. And they just implemented a Sonny Gray spot start coming up soon uh, in this Minnesota series. Sonny Gray is going to pitch, which then pushes those top three, Hap, Severino, Tanaka, into the Boston series. And if, if it's magically somehow within three games of the division, it lines up so Hap, Severino, Tanaka pitched the last three of the season. But that's a real big gamble to have Tanaka pitch that, or to have Tanaka and Hap pitch in that series, knowing the wild card. You're going to need one of them. I, I think we're too far out. That's as much as I'll go into it now. I have a spreadsheet. 
I'll map it out. I'll update it if they make any changes. Because once once we're done with Minnesota, they can they can fucks with the rotation again. So we'll see what mm. they do. But Tanaka has been spectacular, man. He is so awesome. If if Tanaka and Hat pitch the same the rest of the way, and it's Oakland, is it? Would you go Tanaka? I know we we won't do this whole song and dance. Yeah, I'd go Tanaka if if they're the same the rest of the way. Would would Hap start Hap having a good start against Oakland? Would that factor in any anything to you? I'd have him ready if it's at home versus Oakland. I'd start Tanaka and I'd have Hap ready in case like it's terrible. But I th- right now and this could all change, which is why this is a crazy conversation. Tanaka, there's such thing as inherited wealth with the Yankees. Didn't, who did we have that with last year? Tanaka and Gray. Tanaka and Gray. They went Tanaka over Gray last year. Right. Like, Tanaka inherited goodwill. Tanaka has been on the Yankees, and and the brass has been able to trust him, and we've seen him pitch in these big playoff spots. Uh, Hap's been awesome, but he hasn't done that for this crew yet. I think Tanaka would get it, and I think you got to have Hap ready. you got to have everyone ready. All all hands on deck. A-H-O-D. Didn't work for the Titanic. All hands on deck. Everyone drowned. Too soon. I'm sorry. All right. So who's your pride of the Yankees? My pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. I'm between two guys. Your dream. <laughs> yep. Um, ooh, and I want to give it to the guy I don't want to give it to. Um. Cause right now, right now, I'm having like an MVP and best player type argument. Like you know how the MVP isn't necessarily the best player, like Heisman Trophy type stuff. There's storylines. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna do it. I'm I'm going Luke Voigt, man. Wow, you stole. I was gonna give him an award later. Yeah, and here here's why. I was between him and. McCutcheon. Um, Obviously, he was the choice. But here's why he wasn't, Jim. Because he only had two hits. Greg Bird had no at-bats this series. Greg, Greg, Greg Bird is MIA. Well, who did they play before they went to Oakland? Detroit? Four games against Detroit? He didn't start a single one of those. He just had that pinch hit where he, he almost hit a grand slam. Cashman had a quote about Bird. Did you see that? No. He said, obviously, it's not the year we wanted. It's disappointing for us. It's disappointing for Greg. I know that some fans don't want to hear this. We still don't think that you we've seen the Greg Bird and that we've been waiting for, and we don't think that that Greg Bird is not going to show up. But right now, it's very clear that Voight is the best option for the team. So I think he's basically saying next year, Bird's going to get another shot. And isn't that kind of funny? Uh, we we do this whole song and dance every other week where it's we're mad at the season, we're happy with the season, be happy with the season, even though it's frustrating. We've gotten <laughs> almost zero <laughs> from our catcher and first baseman that we expected to be kind of studs. And judges and, now miss a ton of games. Yeah, so uh, when you do stuff like that. But here's here's why it's bigger than McCutcheon for me. Because McCutcheon, when it when it comes to the playoffs or whatever it is, it's, it's going to turn into matchups a little bit and who's healthy. And 
um, kind of between him and Guardian. He's he's going to be an asset for us. I I gave this speech a few times when we talked about getting Curtis Granderson or someone like that. They can really make your matchups and your depth strong, which was something that was huge for the Dodgers last year. I haven't given my Dodgers matchup spiel in a while. How about that? Luke Voigt's our starting first baseman. <laughs> it's it's not matchups right now. He's our starting first baseman. And he went, what did he do this series? He was 11 for, 4 for 11. Um, yep. Didn't have a home run. but Weak. I mean, that's that's almost... I mean, that's almost, I don't want to say that's better because that's, that's dumb. He hit his first extra base hit that wasn't a home run today on the, on day three. Isn't that wild? He, he didn't he, have a yeah, double he, yet. He, he, and he did a little Sosa <laughs> hop after, which was still fun. But we talked about Shane Spencer last time and kind of how, how fluky. And if you're Luke Voigt, you don't want that comparison. Luke Voigt's showing he can hit singles and stuff. So um, and dude, so besides him being the first baseman and how I prioritize that over McCutcheon, dude, he's got his swag is fun, man. That when when he picked that ball and then slid into first base <laughs> instead of stepping on it, I mean that's fun. Yeah, when CC fielded that bun, threw it to him, he was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> like, yeah, he's he's having a blast out there. <laughs> well, dude, think about his life. He was yeah. triple A for the Cardinals, right? completely blocked. He gets traded. He has no idea what it's going to do. He comes over in the first three games, does nothing, gets sent down to AAA, thinks, okay, well, I'll get him next year. That was my shot. Gets called back up. He batted cleanup. He's our cleanup hitter versus left-handed pitchers. And and he's going to be on R2C2 podcast. So, like, his life just got completely flipped from minor league player to... He's getting Luke Chance in a way stadium. In Seattle. He's going on CeCe's podcast as a guest when no one even knew his fucking name before. And he's and he, and, he, and it's not, it's almost at the point where I don't know if I can say this. I want to say it. I was going to say it's not fluky. I don't I don't know if I can say it. You, and right. It, it's still you can't say that. Yet. Can't say that yet. He was a he's a career minor leaguer until he was like 27. He's doing incredible right now. Like you said, it's not just home runs. It's singles. It's defense. His swag, his energy's there. But you, it's still too early to say uh, he's, like, set. <laughs> like, he's... But this yeah, is- you're, you're absolutely right, though, with, with that thought process. And I think to, to show how dramatic it is without saying it's not fluky, Luke Voigt's going to be in the MLB for 10 years, is that you're... 27 in the minor leagues, you're a year or two away from being like, this isn't going to happen. Got to wrap this up. And now you're, <laughs> yeah, you're the cleanup hitter for the New York Yankees. So I was going to um, give, I was going to give Luke Voigt the, uh, now get in the pit and try to love someone award. Ooh. Just to keep the kid rock theme going. Cause right. <clears throat> Voigt, if he was a preteen, he was younger. No, he's around. Oh, our age. He, he, he loves he, ball to the ball. Yeah. He loves Ba with the Ba. And he also loves Nelly. He's the perfect demographic for both. Yeah. He was rocking Kid Rock, Limp Biscuit, and St. Lunatics. He in, doesn't in have his a, mom's car on the way to school. He doesn't have a ton of he doesn't have a ton of songs he he dislikes. No, he's he's he's, he's not Swisher esque that he loves everything obtusely. But he's he's probably <laughs> I could see the only thing he'd be like. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I don't think Michelle Branch is that good. Like, I could see him saying something like that. Are you trying to just insult me? <laughs> yes. Don't make me dislike Luke Voigt by fake okay. saying 
he doesn't like Michelle Branch. White House. That's Vanessa Carlton. Wow. Fraud. Wow. Sexist. It's a sexist podcast now, too. Wow. Okay. How come Michelle Branch and Vanessa Carlton are, like, interchangeable to people? Because they were both, like, kind of two, three-hit wonders at the exact same time. Well, okay. They're more than that. They, (laughs) like, look the same. Like, kind of white with brunette hair, and they sang the same exact style. Right, and they're both they're both talented, like the same talent. They weren't the Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera pop star. They were the next step when it was like, okay, we want female musicians that are gonna like Vanessa Carlton plays piano, Michelle Branch right. plays her guitar. So they were like, okay. they were, and they were both marketed at the same time. Okay, collective conscience. The same reason why Tin Cup and Happy Gilmore got made at the same same year. Same reason why No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits. Both came out the same summer. Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Collective Conscience. Michelle Branch, cool. Vanessa Carlton. Vanessa Carlton's better. White Houses is a fantastic song. Pride, Pride of the Yankees, Michelle Branch. Okay, cool. Now, on to Yankee Motherfucker. Okay. I haven't thought this through yet. Did anyone... <sighs> I'm going Stan. Ooh, Okay. I think I've done this already, like, recently. It's just, dude, get out of this fucking slump. Yeah. Um, He got robbed on that little hit, but even then, that's a blooper. He hasn't really looked good. In this series, he went one for 12 um, with a walk and a run scored. And his on-base percentage was 0.83. So... I mean, I'm I'm already going to call this. He's going to... The Minnesota series is going to be... He's putting together some better at-bats, and then he's going to hit one Yankee Stadium homer when they get back home, and then he's going to be Stan again. Floodgates? Yeah. Floodgates open, water comes in, coffins rise. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ah, Stan, why'd you do this? The new guy's in the corner throwing up. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Uh, Get your brake pads. All right. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so Stan... Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Stan's my motherfucker. Okay. And uh, expectations play a big part into that. And also, even without expectations, pretty bad, dude. One for 12. Puke. Puke. Um, I'm, I'm not going to double down on, on he who will be mentioned later. You know what? I'll, <laughs> I'll take a shot at my dude, Hixie, baby. He only played you, two games. You went 0 for 8 in those two games, though. So, I don't know. I mean, there's not a ton of MFers staring at you. Gary went 0 for 7 in his, his two games. He was the other guy I was considering. I, I don't know. Are you thinking about giving him an award? I was thinking about it. No, I'm not. Um, then I'll save it. Okay, so who's your motherfucker? It's Hicks? It's Hicks. Yeah, he, he went 0 for 8. Um, I, I've been sucking up to, he's on my fantasy team that hurt. Um, and I, I've been sucking up to him for a little bit cause he has been, we, what we didn't like about him was his crazy inconsistency when he was guessing pitches and things like that. He had been really consistent for a while. Um, so this, this is the first time I've seen his name up there with a lot of zeros. So, you know what? Take, take it old friend. Okay, cool. Hicks. Motherfucker. Tough one, because he only played two games. 
I mean, what out, outside of Gary, who's who's the other option? Batanzas didn't do well. I mean, kinda. Okay. Are you ready for yep. regular old awards? Yes. I got to go first. ROAs. Lost and found award. Ooh. Alert, 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 alert. Lost his luggage. Oh. Alert, alert, alert. Found his swing. Oh, Jim. Wow. Andrew McCutcheon, a.k.a. Kutch, a.k.i. A.K.I. What the fucking... What a... That's brutal. A.K.I.? I'm so mad at myself for just doing that. Yeah, you did bad. Oh, my God. A.K.A. Mary Andrew, which is a Broadway play from the 1950s that Sterling quotes because he's 80 years old. Right. Two home runs in the first two games. Lead-off home run. One of the best ways you can start a game if you're the away team. So I liked that. He drew a big walk. He had some good at-bats. He took a nice hit by pitch that barely grazed him, but he got hit, so that's good. I, I liked what he brought to the table this series, and I think that I'm really happy the next time he gets to go to Yankee Stadium and kind of not be in this, I just got traded, I'm flying cross-country for two games, I'm meeting everyone, shaving my beard, it's a big story, flying back. Now he went West Coast, he kind of found his swing. I'm excited for, we'll see how this Minnesota series go. I'm excited for him to come back to the stadium, and hopefully he does good in Minnesota, and then he kind of gets love from the fans in Yankee Stadium and feeds off that even more and feels more comfortable and goes off. Uh, I don't need him to really go off, but he did have two hits, two home runs, four RBIs, three walks. He swings at the least amount of pitches in the zone. He's a... He is the second best at not swinging. I don't know how to word this. The second best at not swinging at pitches outside of the strike zone. Yes, in the league. That's what they said on the broadcast. He's a really good eye. <laughs> Two of them. Okay. Well, you don't know that. I don't. I would hope both so, of them weren't good. Right. One of them's so good, it carries the weight of the other. I think what's, what's cool is... Or they're both equally good. His eyes. Is, Again, I I pretend to be Joe Cool sports guy. Is that you see a football highlight and you see Saquon Barkley run and you're like, wow, I I see that, I like that. You kind of know. You see a couple Saquon Barkley runs, you can kind of picture how he plays football. Basketball, yeah, there's some guys that do unique stuff, but if you see a couple LeBron highlights or Steph Curry shooting, you kind of put it together in your head. Baseball is interesting because you've got some guys that are like first pitch nut jobs, like Altuve. Like if you just see his highlights, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. But you don't really know what his at-bats are like. McCutcheon has some of the most impressive at-bats I've seen. His, uh, I mean, his walk, his walk in the Oakland series, which I want to relive because I, I feel like I fully didn't depict it. He joins the Yankees in the middle of a playoff race wanting to do the good, like wanting to get a big breakout hit and just takes some nasty pitches. And then he brought it to this series too. He had he had the RBI bases loaded walk today, which again, I'd be making fun of Aaron Hicks for, so I'm not going to give him too much love. But he laid off some tough stuff. He puts together great at-bats. If he can stay warm and keep it going through the postseason, A, it might be tough luck for your, your boy Gardy. Um 
But uh, he looks good. 455 OBP this series with two home runs. That's, uh, yeah. I'm not going to I'm not gonna give Guardian an award for this, So, but I just wanted to talk about it. Yeah. What did you like about his, his ejection? Uh, it was okay. It was kind of a good one to get ejected from. Game's You're, about to end. Yeah, game's about to end. It was a shit call that kind of, kind of impacted things. Oh, that Potent- totally changed. Yeah, but po- potentially bigly. Um, That's the biggest missed call you can get, right? What do What do you think? Two oh, two go- two o going from three. Is that the biggest difference? Because three o two one. That's the biggest difference in count. I think it's the biggest take count. As if you're trying to hit, because two o you're just looking for a good pitch. If if they throw it, if they throw a good strike, you're just like, okay, that's fine. Oh. I'm a bit, I'm a big two one pitch guy because two 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 and three one, that's a big gap too. Oh yeah, okay, that's that might be bigger because now you're a strike away from striking out when you would be in a groove one. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll give it to you. So you're giving. Uh, well, no, that was my award. It was to Kutch. That was your award. Um, Lost and found award. Yeah, man. I, do we like him? We do, we yeah. don't like love Kutch. We're we're just like we like. You. I have a take that makes me sound like a hater, so I I don't like doing it. Okay, his Instagram stories aren't funny. You're not into it. I, I like that he does it, but but I like I keep seeing people say like, "Dude's hilarious!" Crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji, and I, I'm everyone has different senses of humor, but not doing it for me. I'm just like, come on, dude, tell a story. It's. You know what this is? It's my it's my priest theory. It's my it's my one good stand up. Oh yeah, athlete athlete funny. Right. You you go to a church sermon and the priest says, you know, I I hope everyone has a blessed weekend, especially our Green Bay Packers. You go, wow, we got a funny priest. Mm-hmm. I I say that joke with the guys at the bar, and they're like, that's. <laughs> What? Not a joke. <laughs> That's not even not even a joke. What was that? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think he gets some athlete humor points there for sure. You know, you know, you know what I caught on to. Cece, every time he fields a bunt, he turns around. He's done this the last three times. Turns around to whoever's getting the ball from. Goes, what happened? Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know if I like it or I think that's a good version of okay. Come on, new joke, Cece. No, I like that. You like it? I like I like that a lot. Every time um, he feels a bunt, he comes up, what happened? <laughs> you uh, you fielded quick, that bunt. Quick hitter that you're going to hate. Okay. Two-year, $10 million, $10 million per year, Yankees re-sign McCutcheon. Happy or not happy? What's Gardner's option? Uh, I think it's one-year 10 mil. Something like that. Uh, indifferent, a little okay. upset. It means Gardner's gone, but bring Gardner back. I don't even know if that's going to happen anymore. Business standpoint. Yeah. They might not give him the option and resign him for less money, which I don't think he'd do as like out of like a self-respecting person. <laughs> or, or he could be the other way. He could say, I only earned 5 million to play next year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Okay. Who's your, who's your first award? My first award is the the lost award. Gary, it's Gary, man. It's it's just sad. It's it. We talked about it in Yankees chat today. Just depressing. 
Like you just see him roll over one to short and like your heart goes out to him and you're, you're just like, this is sad. Yeah. It's and sad. you, I mean, you kind of pegged it. It's, it's, it's a lost season and it's what can we salvage at this point? I mean, Dude, I, get, I think be, be, be a threat come playoffs. Like just like be a threat. Be be a threat. That's something that we've said for a little bit. And, like, dude, be <laughs> Gary Sanchez is almost. <laughs> and this could get me killed. He's our <laughs> he's our defensive catcher when he can catch the guy. <laughs> if he can catch the ball, he's our better defensive catcher. <laughs> I, I I think Gary's not a good receiving catcher. Blah 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 blah. I right. know that. I think in these later games, it's it's come, it's become clear that that was more of a cross-ups than not. Right. And, I mean, it's, let's be honest. I mean, I, Tanaka, he throws his splitter. That's, that's his out pitch. Sevy's slider is tougher to catch than that if it gets bounced. Did you see Girardi on MLB Network like diagnose the problem right away? It's like it's his base. He collapses his left knee as soon as he's about to catch the ball. You can't do that. I don't know if it's because of the groin injury or because he just isn't in full season shape because he's been hurt so much. But we got to fix that. That's Girardi diagnosed it right away. Isn't sports really cool when you hear something like that? You're like, oh, I wish you were my high school coach. <laughs> Dude, um, there's this video that was just on Twitter of the Orioles, one of the Orioles coaches teaching Trey Mancini, who was an outfielder in the minors, how to play first. Right. And it was so interesting. He was telling him, you have to catch the ball with your face. Like wherever your glove goes, your face has to go behind it. And you want it to make a noise. Pop it because the, they're listening to your glove. The ump. Right. And Mancini's like taking all the instruction. All the comments on this video were, oh, I wish my high schoolers would be coachable like that. And being coachable is such a thing. Like that's a pro athlete taking advice on literally how to catch a ball. It's a cool video. Go watch it if you don't want. I kind of explained it, but go watch it if you haven't seen it. But yeah, uh, a lot of guys were like, you try to teach a first baseman in college how to catch a ball and they'll just laugh at you and be dicks. Right. But right. like you said, when when you hear someone talk in depth about something that you think is you think you know, and then it turns out you know surface level stuff, it's like like Girardi watching that right away and going, "It's his left knee's collapsing, which makes his base off balance, which means he can't move." It's like, oh, cool, Girardi. You want to manage? Our, you ever our, managed? Uh, you ever managed before? Our day with Greg Bird and some of the hitting drills he was doing, we were just like, ah, <laughs> never <laughs> did that. Would have been good to know. Yeah. Um, all right, what's what's your next award, James? You already gave yours, the Gary one. Then we're done. Lost. I yeah. Cashman had I a said, quote about Gary too. He said it's a lost season, um, and they're like, "Is he still a catcher?" And Cashman was like, "Absolutely, he's a catcher. Yeah. He's the Yankee catcher of the future." Just one season. I related to Shorbo Shorber. Well, yep. sure. Anyway, my next award is the Hey Now. All right. Oh, good one. <laughs> it's a terrible name. Uh, it goes to the Zach Britton. Okay. Shout out uh, a listener. I'm going to use uh, her stats that she tweeted out. Mel Mastrantonio. 
it's a fun last name if I if you say it right. I doubt I'm saying it right. Mas- good Mastrantonio. Mastrantonio. Good, good Northeast name. Mel M. She uh, has the stats here. Zach Britton's first eight games as a Yankee, 7.36 ERA, 300 a, a batting average for opponents. His last nine games, 1.8 ERA, 176 batting average opponent. Because we need him to be Dude, good. When he's, when he's right, he's dirty. Man. I don't even understand his pitches. Like I don't even understand what are you throwing? Power sinker? It, he's, it's a power sinker, but... It's like it's basically the fastest curveball you've ever seen. Yeah, he's he's a lefty familia without the blow up factor. Yeah, well, he's crazy. So good job for him for getting. It's, it's a, you're, you are right though. It's like it's basically a new MLB pitch that guys can throw a sinker so fast <laughs> with so much movement it's, that it's an out pitch. A sinker used to be the the ground ball, put it in play pitch. That they throw it so hard. It's, yeah, it's it's wild, man. It's basically a 91 mile per hour. It's like 95, man. Yeah, 95 mile per hour sharp curve. Yeah. Like if you look at a clock, you got 12 to 6. It's like 10 to uh, 4 curve. It's not. I don't think I'd be able to hit it. No. In full pads, like the kid from Little Giants, bubble wrap. And a tennis racket. Do you think I'd be able to hit his power sinker? Only get three chances. With a tennis racket. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's big. Thanks for having confidence in me. Someone nice. someone needed to. Always. You got an award? One more award for you, Jakey Pooh. One more award for you, Jakey Pooh. Um... <laughs> How about this one? How about it? <laughs> Waiting. I think I'm going to go with the, <laughs> the the Who Are You Award. Wow. Okay. Just another, as bad as my great, second award. <laughs> another great award. I would have had two good awards with Lost and Found and Get in the Pit and Love Somebody, but you stole Void from me. Yeah, you... you you blew it with both of them. Um, How funny is that line from a Kid Rock song at like a mosh pit? Get in the pit and love somebody. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> a what? <laughs> Came with my mom. <laughs> <coughs> Ma, can I go in the mosh pit? It's my favorite song. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to talk about this guy. The Who Are You Award goes to Tyler Wade. Wait, why are we talking about Tyler Wade? <laughs> just, just get. Hey man, you laugh now. He <laughs> Tyler Wade might be on the field for some very important things as a pinch runner. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. He will be, and he might even be in the wild card as a pinch runner. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Tyler Wade is gonna be in some important spots. And who are you, Tyler Wade? Are you just a fast guy that's friends with the best player? Are you good at baseball? Who are you? Do you think he gets traded offseason? What a dumb conversation. We can wait to have that in the offseason. He, he, he has. That's why he gets the Who Are You Award, dude. He could be a starting shortstop somewhere next year. He could be the Yankees starting left fielders next year. He could be a, a utility knife on the Yankees. He could be in AAA. It's, who are you, Tyler Wade? Could be in the hospital if he finds himself in a terrible car accident or something. 
I mean, he just looks so much like me. Everyone tweeting at me, tweeting at me. Oh, you look like Tyler Wade. You I don't like think Tyler. Tyler Wade. I don't think Tyler Wade would be happy if someone gave him a five point four. No, <laughs> Tyler, Tyler Wade hasn't gotten a five point four in a long time. Maybe on other things like his major league ability. Maybe. Maybe. Who are you? Are you a five point four? Are you a two point one? And how come you weren't up, but Shane Robinson was? <laughs> right. If you can play the outfield, bro, <laughs> you can. If you can play the outfield and you can run, you're better than Shane Robinson. So why? Hey, Tyler Wade, ask yourself this question: Can you catch a fly ball? <laughs> can you put both of your feet in the batter's box for the duration of an at bat? Why weren't you up instead of Shane Robinson? I never really thought about that. That's funny. That sucks. <laughs> really sucks. Because Shane Robinson, I don't want to, like, you know, be mean, but was the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Shane Robinson's happy to get a 5-4. Speaking of the worst, Aaron Rodgers just got hurt. He's in the new creepy sideline tent. Run the table. It was his his knee. Looked ugly. Call back. Run the table. When I said that earlier in the show, nice call back. Oh, wow. The other conversations, two other conversations I wanted to have. One of them. Was just Romine, shout out, threw out a runner, hit a home run. Good job, Romine. Yep. Dude, we haven't mentioned Andujar at all, and he had a nice series. Well, he's kind of like the judge factor early in the season. We just would yeah. never talk about judge because it was like, well, judge is good. Okay, what's the talk about? Let's yeah. talk about Neil Walker for five millionth time. Now Andujar's that guy. Oh, Andujar played well. Good. My other conversation, Jake, is yeah. you know I'm an emotional guy. Ooh. I like my feelings. I like having sure. Sure. I like it's good to it's good to feel anything at all. Yes, I like absorbing them. I made the series list of how much baseball we have left in the season and did, you know, each starter to see who would get us the wild card game. Right. And I got so sad that it's winding down. It's winding down. Like excited for the postseason. I just got excited. I just did my whole football spiel like we're Yes, it's, but see, it's like game time. But the excitement comes with the waning. Like, oh man, milk these last couple of weeks. We only have six more series recap episodes. I know it's wild. I'm. I get. I got a little sad today when I saw it. I saw it mapped out. We got. We got Minnesota, Toronto, Boston, Baltimore, Tampa Bay, Boston. Can I say something really dark? Yeah, it's been a dark episode. We opened up with. I watched Kid Rock, Kid Rock before we did this. We've been all up and down. We've had some highs and some lows. Same so I love, love, and I've, I've mentioned I, I've I've mentioned before that one of my struggles in life is pegging things I I I love to do. Yes, something I love Watching is sports. when o- is when old men talk about just nothing, but they have these big conversations like. Like if if two guys just stand there and talk about like masonry for fifteen minutes, but like neither of them are a mason, they're just talking about rocks. Yeah. Okay. Like I love that stuff. Like today on my today, so I fly back from Dallas. We land, and dude, I hate when people start their first conversation with someone on the plane at landing. Like you just had three hours if you really wanted to talk. Yeah, but then they they might dip in and then you swallow them whole with conversation for six hours and they're like, fuck, I regret that. So they get your vibe for six hours and then feel it out on the way out. Okay, I respect that a little more. But so these two guys stand up 
and one guy just looks at a random guy. They haven't said a word. And he goes, man, this plane's really a nice piece of equipment, huh? <laughs> and they carried that conversation for 10 minutes. None of them had in-depth knowledge of actual plane equipment or anything. They just talked about like new planes and... Oh, I went on a flight on Seattle in a really nice plane. And so I'm I'm dying because I I love this. But so then here's the dark thought is that old people have these conversations just to hide their fear of death. And that is talking Yanks, folks. <laughs> if anyone wants to talk fear of death with me at any time, I am it's I I think that like once I get married and have kids, maybe those will overwhelm me. But I live right. my life in a, a constant fear of death where I have to shake my brain like just to not yeah. think about it. It, it, it like in a, on a serious note, I think I should go see a therapist or something because okay. it like bogs me down some days. Well, that's why old people talk about useless stuff. Cause they get distracted from that. They'd rather talk about plane equipment than thinking about dude, mine, six feet my, under mine and Katie's plane on the flight from California to New Jersey was the smelliest room I've ever been in my life. And afterwards, I got off the phone. I was like, Katie, that smelled, right? And she's like, that was horrible. There was a bunch of hippies up front that, like, one guy was in sandals, sweats, a tank top, and long dreads. And it's like, yo, John Jaso, you're on a fucking plane. Throw some clothes over your smelly body. And then there was a lot of people who, you know, their hygiene was different. And then there was someone around us just farting. Like it was so clear, yeah. like this like cloud came and it was like, oh, I'm in someone's, I'm in someone's fart right now. Put my shirt, yeah. put up, I put my shirt over my nose and I just tried to make contact with the people around me. Like I understand you get gassy right. on airplanes because they pump in the oxygen because they got to keep the cabin pressured, but go shit. Just go in the bathroom and take a shit. Aaron Rodgers carted off. I think you just <laughs> this saw is, that. This is the conversations we usually have just for patrons on the after show because it has nothing yeah. to do with Yankees baseball. Um I'm not. I'm never scared of a smelly plane because usually I'm. <laughs> it's you. You're just. I'm going to be more. I'm going to be more of a factor on that. You're plane. just apologetic. All right. Well, that is the end of this episode of Talking Yanks. Uh, Any Yankees stuff we miss? Let us know and make sure. Did we? Did we? Did we talk Glaber? Glaber had a really good series. Yeah. Good job, Glaber. Good job, Glaber. <laughs> we talked about the stuff we need to talk about, and then some stuff yeah. we didn't need to talk about. Uh, Five star review for a Brett Gardner bobblehead who, who got ejected. And, um, and, um, yeah, fattest pitcher versus fattest batter, realistic matchup you can think of. Five star review, write it down. When people like look at the reviews to see if they want to follow the podcast, they'll be very confused. What, what are we talking about here? Right. Are these the two hosts? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys very much. On to the, uh, Patreon only chat for the people that are hanging out. See ya, see ya, see ya. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees.